quick one. If you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Journal podcast with me, Jay Hardy. Now, I just wanted to kick off this episode with a huge thank you to you, the listener of the Wealth Journal. Last month was one of the best months for the podcast and I only really released one episode. So it definitely gave me a much needed boost to get back into some form of rhythm and routine with the podcast. Now, one of my favorite metrics for for the podcast is the number of followers or subscribers. Downloads is great to see, don't get me wrong, but when people listen to an episode and then decide to follow the entire show, that is awesome. It's amazing. So it's great to see that that stat has also continued to rise and, and you know, pretty quickly as well. Um, according and 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 according to my um, my Apple analytics, seventy um, percent of you that listen to the podcast are also subscribed. So huge thank you for that. Now to the other thirty percent, it's okay. I get it. It's easy to forget to go and hit that subscribe button. I know I do a little reminder at the start of the show. And it's even more so, especially when you've listened to an episode, which is so profound, so thought provoking that it leaves you not only speechless, but in a trance of wonder and enlightenment. I get it. So before we get into the wonder and enlightenment this week, get out your phone, hit that subscribe button. If you're on Apple, it's that little ad button at the top, top right. If you're on Spotify, it's just that handy little follow button underneath the album cover. You just, you just go and tap that. I'll even give you a couple of seconds to go and do it. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Now in return, I do have a little treat for you this week. Now Finimize, the incredible financial education app that helps equip the modern investor to make smarter investment decisions. The same Finimize who previous guest Max Rothery works for as the VP of community have kindly provided me with a 50% off code for their Finimize premium subscription. It's normally £80 for the year. So you get it for 40 quid for 12 months. Um, It's really great, bite-sized, actionable finance content, which I guarantee will make you a more informed investor. I use Finimize every single day, okay? So what more do you need to know? So for 40 quid, that's basically the equivalent to two Starbucks coffees these days. Absolute bargain. So to sign up, make sure you use my personal link, which I've included in the show notes. Go and check that out. I've got no idea when it expires, so don't procrastinate for too long, but but check it out. Check out Finimize. You can get a seven-day free trial, but then also sign up using my my offer to get 50% off, 50% off. I mean, it's, it's a bargain at 80 quid, to be fair, so have a look at that. Right, this week, I wanted to get a handle on what is really going on with the markets, not from just some random or on Twitter with a profile picture of an ape or some slick YouTuber. I wanted to really find out what's going on. Now, luckily... I came across two reports from two behemoths of the investment world, Goldman Sachs and Fidelity, both of which give their view on the future of the economy. So let's start with Goldman Sachs. And this one caught my eye because everyone in the world of finance seems to be talking about recession, whether that be in the UK, the US, or even in the wider global economy. And if you're not sure what a recession is, it's basically when an economy shrinks. And the technical definition used to confirm when an economy is in a recession is when an economy shrinks for two consecutive quarters. So two quarters of negative growth. There we go. Bang, we're in a recession. Now, Goldman 
unlike the vast majority of other firms, only sees a 35% chance of a recession next year in the US. Which is actually pretty good news for once, because most people predict it's much higher. Don't get me wrong, 35% is still pretty big. But anyway, they basically think that one of the main drivers of inflation is going to start to improve which is all the supply chain issues caused by the pandemic. They say that products are now becoming easier and quicker to make and deliver once again, which is thankfully making the process cheaper. They also cited that inventories are starting to improve, so less products are out of stock. And they've also said that the um, with products now no longer being out of stock, it's, it's actually helping prices stabilise and come down a little bit more as obviously... Uh, demand starts to stabilise, which is good. And they've also said that rent prices have also started to stabilise as the working from home sort of lockdown trend begins to move back towards normality. Interesting. Now, that all sounds pretty promising, even for us here in the UK. And although Europe certainly has a few more issues, it definitely helps when the US avoids a recession. There's that old saying, when um, when the US sneezes, the UK catches a cold. Obviously, our countries are are very linked. So, quite promising. Now, the other report which caught my eye was from the $4.5 trillion asset manager, Fidelity. Again, similar to Goldman, when they talk, it's usually worth listening. Now, they think all the shenanigans going on with interest rate increases will likely cause a recession of some sort. And they think that it's likely in the US and near certain in the UK. And of course, that includes Europe as well. Now, overall, they see an 80% chance of a global recession. So these these guys are a little bit more pessimistic than Goldman. Who the hell do you believe in this situation? Anyway, they also think there's a 25% chance of a very deep, scary recession like the one we had back in 2007, 2009, and a 55% chance of a, of a more shallow recession. So hopefully it's a bit more of the shallow one. Now, I think really what they're thinking is here, and this is similar to mine, really. Um, I, don't, I don't class myself as, as competent as these guys. Um, but basically... Their concern is that all these quick rate rises that we're seeing now, and if you remember way back on a few earlier episodes on the podcast, I'm, I compared the current rate rises that we're seeing now to the ones that the Fed and the UK did way back in sort of 2006, seven before the housing market crashed. They were trying to control inflation, um, increased, increased uh, rates really quickly, huge amount of rate hikes in a short space of time. People didn't have enough time to plan. And what do we see? This is their fear as well, essentially, that the increasing of rates um, and the fact that we keep doing it, the knock-on effect will probably come next year. You know, you increase a rate now, you don't always see the result of that rate increase until a few months, maybe even a year down the line, but we've done that quite drastically. So their fear is that the slowdown will be much worse in 2023. And... I guess fidelity where they're unsure and where they sort of um, hedging their bets is is that they don't really know what the what the Federal Reserve or the central banks, the Bank of England, are going to do next. But the good thing about the fidelity report is that they still see opportunities, and this is what caught my attention because as an investor, I've been thinking, you know, where the hell do I invest at this stage? You seem to put it in stocks; it just disappears. Uh, crypto, it, it disappears. What should you do with your money? Um, and of course, it is rep- important to remember that when we get to this this point where we look at opportunities, the Wealth Journal is not financial advice, okay? It's better for you to do your own research, speak to an investment professional before making any investment decisions. 
But from a short-term perspective, they see that there's quite a lot of risk in stocks as a recession is likely to impact uh, profits for organizations. But it is putting more of its uh, assets behind bonds, which are perceived lower risk. And however, although they are playing it safe with stocks in Europe, they do see some opportunity further east in China, for example, where they begin to relax COVID policies and the country is continuing to invest in more green tech and infrastructure. So with that in mind, I wanted to make a, a bit of a suggestion for, for something for you to check out. Um, if you wanted to to maybe have a look at China, there's a, there's a couple of good ETFs out there. One that I was looking at this week is the um, iShares MSCI China ETF. The ticker is MCHI. Again, not financial advice, but I'm just pointing you in the right direction. They also expect some Asia-Pacific companies to do well as well, especially in India, India, I've mentioned in the past a few times on this podcast, they've got a growing population with rising incomes that can help keep their economy growing. So again, potentially check out the iShares MSCI India ETF. It's hovered around about sort of seven or eight dollars, um, but maybe a good long-term play. Who knows? Not financial advice. Now, of course, if you want exposure to bonds, Fidelity recommends that you invest in investment grade bonds from companies with strong balance sheets or government bonds. Obviously, uh, it's always better to invest in some of these more safer assets, I think, during this time. Now, a couple of ETFs that you could go and check out would be the iShares Global Corp Bond ETF or the iShares Global Government Bond ETF. Again, that's that's a, a very effective and cheap way for you to get exposure to bonds through ETFs. Not financial advice. Do your own research, but I'm just helping point you in the right direction um, towards more learning. So yeah, China, MSCI China ETF, good one to check out. You've got the uh, MSCI uh, India ETF if you want um, exposure to a basket of India stocks. And of course, uh, bonds, the global corporate bond ETF from iShares and of course, the global government bond ETF from iShares as well. Again, worth worth checking out. Now, hopefully that gives you a bit of food for thought and potentially some actionable insights. I will link the relevant ETFs in the show notes so you can go ahead and check them out. So there we have it. I hope you found today's episode useful. A couple of things there for you to go away and think about. I certainly enjoyed researching for this episode. Um, so yeah, if you've got any any comments, feedback, let me know. Um, Again, I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes. I'll link the Finimize link in there as well so you can use my 50% off voucher. Uh, fill your boots with that. And uh, yeah, of course, look forward to speaking to you again next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.